0: Hello, good afternoon. It is Friday the 9th of December 2016. Apparently only 16 more shopping days until Christmas. Whoa, is that 16? Is that right? Yeah, 16 more days. Anyway, this is uh, our daily Facebook Live uh, that we've been doing for the past few days. And we'll be doing on the run-up to our free lesson that we'll be doing next Thursday at 1pm UK time. We're offering a free course about eight steps to build a happy startup. Um, so, yeah, if you wanna find out more on there, I'm gonna put a comment in the comments box. But today, what I'm gonna do is following on from two days ago, we had a Facebook uh, Facebook Live that we're talking about with, uh, with Lawrence. And the thing, the question that was posed was really about uh, finding a co-founder. So the question was exactly was, is it easier to start up on your own with a partner or, um, if life is easy with a partner, what are the best ways of finding the right person uh, to work with? So, yeah, one of those interesting questions about, uh, they say, uh, in the startup world, particularly if you're trying to look for investment and funding, uh, most investors like to see a team in place. So, uh, to have a, a more than one of you uh, working on the startup is so seen as uh, de-risking the startup because there's so many things to do. But what are the pros and cons of uh, starting off or trying to find a co-founder before you start or if you want to find a co-founder, how does that work? And I can only talk potentially from experience and also give you some sort of opinions of my own. So of course, when you're on your own, uh, there's no one else to have to tell you what to do or have to agree on things. So you can move as fast as you want. So if an idea comes to you or you've got to make a decision, the only person that needs to be um, consulted is yourself. So there's there's definitely speed that can be found when you're on your own, um, but on the flip side of that is like any time there a decision is being made, it is always just on you. And sometimes if you don't know the answer, it can be really scary to to, to work out what is the next step, what should you be trying to do. And uh, one of the benefits that I found by working with Lawrence uh, from the start was that we had uh, we could bounce ideas off of each other. And it was, it was nice to be able to have someone else who was there to pick up, uh, who could see things from a different perspective, or who could maybe identify something that you'd missed. And also knowing that you're not the only person going through the, the challenge or trying to tackle the question, you know, gives you a lot of strength. And it's really, really helpful to have that. And so uh, I would really recommend, and this is personally from, pure, uh, personal experience, purely from personal experience, that having a co-founder is really useful when you're trying to start a venture. But then having a co-founder for the sake of having a co-founder is, is of course, wrong. Uh, And and we say this with a lot with the kind of the cohorts we work with, the the entrepreneurs about when they ask us about finding a co-founder. And more often than not, it's finding a tech co-founder because it's helped with the technology. It seems to be the the, the main challenge. Um, Finding the right person is... To, to start business with is not that far off than finding the right partner when, it go, when you're going into a marriage or a, a long-term relationship. Because it is a long-term relationship and you're gonna have vested interests and you're gonna go through some hard times and difficult times and there's gonna be some really challenging situations that you're gonna to have to make decisions on. And if you're not aligned, and we, we really stress this, if you don't have an aligned value system in terms of, you don't consider the same things as important, then that's going to create tension and make those decisions a lot harder to make. And so really just choosing people based on the skills they have, I don't think is enough. It really needs to be based on a strong level of trust, uh, and also, of course, having kind of complementary skills. Because if you can both have a s- set of skills you bring to the table that fills in z- each other's gaps, that's fantastic. Because then that means you, don't, you need less people on board, and particularly at the beginning you can move a lot faster. But then when it comes to the crunch point and you're making decisions and you have a conflicting value system that you're trying to make decisions on, then that creates tension and it makes it difficult. Um, The nuance on that, which I I kind of find interesting, is you're also avoiding to have this kind of, if you think too similarly and you have this kind of groupthink filter bubble effect where you just reinforce each other's decisions, I think that can also be a bit dangerous because then... Uh, you don't have a, I would say, a critical friend, and I think it's really good to have a, a level of conflict or con- um, contrast in terms of how you make decisions, because then that I think adds for variety and also adds for some healthy debate, uh, rather than just blindly saying, oh yeah, let's do this thing because you know we we, we both think it's the right thing to do, but being able to, to question it at a certain level without creating too without creating conflict. So that kind of dynamic tension I think is really useful, uh, kind of different viewpoints which add some real, uh, I think, clarity to, to decision making, but then also having a way of communicating that makes it less about I'm right, you're wrong, but more about how we're going to solve this problem and how we're going to move forward. Uh, one of the things that we've been uh, playing around with recently and with the help of guy called Maxine John who works from our space here uh, at the studio Um, this idea of uh, non violent communication and I urge you to to look it up Uh, it's really an interesting framework for how to, to discuss and communicate with others not based on imposing an opinion but also true and also not just reacting to what people say but trying to understand where that That message, or where that conversation is coming from. What what is it the other person really means by what he's saying? Because a lot of the time, in the heat of the moment, particularly if you're in a business and things aren't going well, uh, you can react emotionally. Uh, And emotion is good, but if you're not aware, if the other person isn't aware where that emotion is coming from and they feel threatened by it, then it can become a vicious circle and spiral out of control. So really, I think whether you're a co-founder is a co-founder relationship or any kind of business relationship, particularly in the startup, trust is really key. I think being able to have that strong sense that this other person is in it, in, in this adventure with you uh, and they want it to succeed rather than them just being there uh, to just collect a paycheck and uh, clock in and clock out. I think that's really important at the beginning. And so how do you find these people? And it's very easy, I think, at the beginning to just look for skills that you don't have. But to have, to have that criteria of also finding people that you click with and who kind of have similar values and similar passions, I think that's really that's really important. And I think that um, that makes for a long-term relationship. But it's really weird. It's like, have uh, you... Tell whether someone has a similar value system if you don't know what you stand for as well. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges, particularly when um, people coming through homeschool. Some of the lessons that we propose or challenges we put forward for students on that it really um, makes them question. Actually, what do I believe in? What is it that I'm trying to do? What, um, where is the clarity? Of, do I have any clarity as to what I'm, I'm trying to trying to build here, and, and what is it that I'm trying to achieve? And so I, th- I think there's. There's an exercise before you start looking for someone else in terms of who you're going to partner up with. You've got to be really clear as to what you stand for and what you're trying to achieve. And have a quite a very, um, be able to articulate very clearly what that is so that it, there's no ambiguity. So when you do find someone you think you can work with, they know exactly where you're coming from and what page you're on, and there's no misconceptions so that further down the line. The other person goes. I thought you were, good. you were you were in it for the money. I thought that was it. It was a three-year exit, and actually, you were in it, in it for the long haul. It was a lifetime business. It was a business that was going to last 500 years, for instance. So, trying to avoid that conflict from the beginning by being very clear as to what you want and what you want, what you're trying to achieve, I think is fundamentally important for building that co-founder relationship. And the other thing is, I don't think it should be all or nothing. It shouldn't be like love at first sight. Oh my God. We, we just click we should start a business now together because I think that's um, like with any kind of uh, even just a romantic relationship there's that first spark of like everything's great but then if you haven't experienced how each other works, what's going on, how, what you're bringing to the table also how do you work within an environment of a project or, or a venture um, I think there's there's somewhere that can be said for how can you test that relationship uh, from the beginning, what can you do to work? What can you work on together that that doesn't have the pressure of maybe money and results and and building something, but actually is more about how can I help you? How can you help me? How can we get to know each other? How can you actually connect as people rather than just it being a business transaction? And that's one of the reasons why we built the community. Um, for us, it's a case of trying to bring enough, bring people together that want to help each other but also giving them an environment where they actually get to know each other, not just as individual businesses trying to push uh, ideas forward, but also as friends, as people that you want to help, as people you want to get to know more about and understand them really beyond just the business idea, understand what's going on outside of that. Because really, how we perform in business and how we perform in work is so much dictated by how our lives are going personally. And if you don't have a window in that, and if you're afraid to show... Uh, that open that window to other people, then again that could create misunderstanding and and conflict because you react in a certain way because of something that's going on personally but then the other people think it's actually to do with the business or to do with them. So what am I trying to say in terms of finding a co-founder? I think it's hard. I don't think it's easy. I think these kind of co-founder speed dating sessions are just ridiculous. Uh, and you might as well buy a lottery ticket in terms of if you're gonna try and find, find a co-founder. I think if you're gonna try and find someone, it's really about um, looking for shared experiences. How can you get to know them as people? It's a long-term, uh, pro- um, long-term project, long-term uh, approach. You don't, I don't think you necessarily find someone and then next, next week you're signing on the dotted line and starting a company together. I think what you're doing is actually, you're coming together, each with your own ideas, each with your own kind of missions, and then you're finding people whose missions align. And then you think, actually, how can we make more impact together, rather than apart, and what is it that we're bringing together in terms of skills and experience that's gonna help each other and align and make this, essentially, make the whole greater than some of its parts. So, uh, what what are my solutions to finding a co-founder? Of course, I would say join our community, because there, what we're trying to do is creating this space where you can actually share your idea, develop your idea, be quite open and transparent as to what you're trying to do and the hardships and difficulties um, that are around it, get help from other people within the community, try and get to know each other. Also you help other people through that, build relationships with other people, really understand what thing what people are trying to other people are trying to achieve, find the right people who are on a similar mission, and then through these little smaller projects, smaller engagements, helping each other out, really thinking, actually, we could work together, I think we should be a co-founder. And a really interesting, well, illustrates very well what's happening in our communities, we've got two people, uh, Chris Drummond and Jack Hubbard, who have recently gone into business together, joined forces to push forward Crafted Crate. That is a real, I think, really strong example of how, over a period of a year, getting to know each other, they found out they're on the same kind of journey, they really believe in each other's ideas, Uh, they're both bringing a set of skills to the table that's going to help the business and it made sense to go into business together. They're both going to get something positive out of it and also they they know each other well and they're they're basically friends. Uh, And it's great to see that happen in the community and I think that's one of the, that's I think where we're really helping businesses move forward in a much more positive way, less transactional, more about how can you have fun, do good and make some money. So, uh, look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 1pm. I'm going to put links into the comments of this post for you to find out more about the 8 Steps to Building a Happy Startup Lesson. It's a free class, going to be delivered live with myself and Lawrence. And, yeah, please sign up. Uh, If it isn't your cup of tea, please share it with as many people as possible and please share this post. So, click uh, like to start off with because... It'd be nice to know that people are watching and liking this thing. Uh, It would also be nice to actually, if you want to post a comment and say hello, uh, or even pose a question, a further question, because then that would be great for us to then know what to talk about the next Facebook Live. I'd really appreciate that. So, until next time, uh, like this post, like our page, uh, check out thehappystartupschool.com, and take care. See you next time.